We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We got plenty of news, plenty of drama to talk about around the NBA today. Once again, please make sure you do subscribe. We are on that push to 25,000 subscribers over on the YouTube channel. So hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications as well. And of course, give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Great way to help out the show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Kate Smith at Kate Smith NBA. Keith, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, one of the things that just seems like it will not go away, James Harden, maybe going back to Houston this summer. It, this is from Adrian Wojnarowski saying that like this is a real thing that really could happen, I guess. But the timing is still odd because the 76ers are very much alive in the playoffs, yeah. are in the midst of this push here in the postseason. And yet we're still talking about where James Harden's going to be in a few months. Yeah, and I thought the quote quote that he said is James Harden's future is very unclear in Philadelphia. Houston is very much in play for him, so a couple varies in there. I think a lot may depend on do they make a run and win, and it's easy to pay him long-term big money, or he just wants to be back in Houston and win or lose, he goes. Or it's maybe dependent on the team's success, but it's going to look different. So, yeah, that's uh, – I mean, like you said, it just won't go away. And yeah. We have both learned and we repeat here often when a story keeps coming up, there's usually something to it, right? It's just, you know, when it doesn't go away and nobody puts it to bed, that's probably because there's something there. And, you know, people talk a lot about how he just, he loves Houston and loves being there and spends a lot of time there when he's got time off uh, from the, the, the NBA or just at least from the 76ers and, that he still works out there a lot, still works out at the team facility, which is funny. I saw somebody, it was one of the shows we did where we talked about this. Somebody put it in the comments and just then we moved on and I never went back to address it. That's not all that uncommon. I know that may seem weird, <clears throat> but players will work out at a dead team facilities if they yes. live in that area. It's just, that's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know they're going to have everything you need, so you know, right. And, to, and they have access per NBA policy during the off season. You have yeah. access to any training. If you're an NBA player, you have access to any training facility you want to go to. So if yeah. you if you happen to live in Orlando during the off season, you can go work out at the Magic's training facility, even if yeah. you play for the Portland Trailblazers. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. You can go to any of them. Exactly, and it's just. 
what they're trying to do is make sure rather than the dude showing up at LA fitness and, you know, trying to get work in around a run or whatever that's going on there is it's just, Hey, let's get these guys in NBA facilities where they've got everything they need. There's usually someone on hand. If anything happens that can take care of them. So that's, that's not, I know that gets talked about as part of this story quite a bit and I just did it, but that's, it's not a super uncommon mm-hmm. thing. It's not, it's not like everybody does it, but it's, it's not a crazy thing. If he spends as much time in Houston as we are to believe. So, yeah, I mean, I just wrote about it for the Rockets off season preview over on spot track. Check it out. Notice the shirt. Oh, I'm on the wrong side. I'm back. There you there. go. So there we go. Um, you check that out. I'm over there. But one of the things I wrote in there is it's really up to the Rockets to decide. Do we want to go for James Harden and spend the bulk of our cap space on bringing him in? Cause it's probably a max deal that it's going to take, or do we want to continue building around youth and all that? And that may get guided by you know, what happens in the draft lottery. Are they getting one Yama? Are they getting Scoot Henderson? Do they drop back in the draft? Where is that going to go? So a uh, really interesting off season to come. And I mean, absolute chaos. If he leaves Philadelphia for Houston, that throws kind of all sorts of stuff in, into the mix there with, you know, what, what do the Sixers do? How do they react? You know, what, what does Houston do then subsequently? So, um, you know, if you're a fan of chaos, I think that's the the one you're, you're rooting for, right? Let's, right. let's get that one moving. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens this summer. I mean, it's certainly going to be a storyline to follow. Um, but it's interesting to me that there was the bit in there where, it kind of sounded like, yeah, if they win the championship, he probably stays, but then maybe not. Like, yeah, it may not matter what the 76ers do here in the postseason. And look, I'm all for if a guy, if, hey, you really want to work in a particular city, go work in, in that particular city if you have the opportunity to do that. But it's just interesting that it's not, it's not even, hey, the 76ers could win a championship. That may not be enough to guarantee that he stays, or maybe it is. We just really don't know. And I think if you're Philadelphia, rather than have it be something along the lines of um, he resigns and then a year in is like, hey, can you trade me to Houston? That's where I'd rather be. I'd rather just have that clarity right up front and have yes. them go and you can reset and, and rebuild your roster. My guess is they'd probably try to make it into some kind of sign and trade to send them there instead so that they could you know, either whether it's in the form of a massive trade exception or uh, in the form of, Hey, we'll make this into a three team deal and we'll recoup some, some talent here. Cause as long as they have Joel Embiid, they're not going to turn into a you know, rebuild in Philadelphia anytime yeah. soon. We, we know that. So yeah, this is, you know, I, I mean, it's April 20th as we record this, we're going to be, you know, minimum two more months, probably two and a half more months of, this kind of discussion and what, what happens. And then, you know, it'll only get louder if they fail to get through the second round of the playoffs or, you know, any further than that. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, the wizards made a move. Tommy Shepard out as general manager of the wizards. Keith, you and I have both been critical of the wizards for not really having a clear direction, kind of feeling like they're that proverbial treadmill team that's been stuck where they're not good enough to really make a run, not bad enough to get the, the high draft pick necessary to land another star via the draft. And so it kind of feels like they're stuck. And now there's, there's questions certainly about, uh, you know, Christoph Porzingis, his, his new contract. Is that going to be a good deal? And then Bradley Beal's contract is maybe the bigger concern now. That is a massive, massive contract in addition to Bradley Beal's future. Does he want to stay in Washington long-term? So what is this is this the Wizards starting to pick a direction or what what is happening here why why move on from Tommy Shepard now and is this an indication I suppose of other moves coming this summer 
Yeah, Washington has long felt to me like the franchise. They never want to go bottom out to really reset to then try and build up that way. So they're kind of constantly chasing. used to be right. We used to say you're chasing the eight seed. Well, that's a little more complicated now because you've got sure. the play in tournament and all that. But it seems like they are very content to live in the, I call it the six to 10 range, right? Kind of just in the playoffs or in the play in tournament range there. And that seems like that's kind of where they just are happy to exist. We'll, you know, play in the postseason, we'll make the playoffs, you know, more often than we don't, but we're never going to go quite all in to really make a you know full push. Their problem is it's not that they're not all in on paying players because they've run up. They're never you know deep into the tax or anything, but they have mm-hmm. run up some pretty big salaries. And they they very you know quickly handed Bradley Beal a full max deal. We'll get into that more in a minute here, but it is what happened with Tommy Shepard is you fell short four out of five years that he was kind of in charge it was really like four you know plus years and when that happens you're not you're not going to get many more chances right and this is i think uh ted leonsis the owner of the wizard saying nope you didn't get us to the playoffs so we're moving on to somebody else now my worry is what's going to change right Who who's mm-hmm. the next guy and is that that guy going to have the kind of autonomy to say we have to change this because we've talked about it a little bit chris Apps, porzingis free agent kyle kuzma free agent yeah you you're already sitting on about 98 million or so in guaranteed salary for next season almost half of which is bradley beal but if you re-sign porzingis and kuzma they're going to get minimum 50 million you know combined the two of them, probably more than that, probably probably in the end it'll end up closer to 60 in reality. You're going to be pushing the luxury tax because then you're going to, re- you're going to sign your draft. you got to maybe re-sign a, another guy or two, fill out your roster, however you do it. You're going to be pushing the tax, and you can't that, – that's just not where you can go. But I don't know what direction they're going to go that's not that, just given their history. So a lot of that will depend on who the new uh, you know, sheriff in town is that's running things. And can he convince them to say, hey, you know, the best thing is to actually do X, Y, and Z. And then maybe they can do it differently. But if not, you know, let's see. I'm really not sure. Yeah, I mean, last we heard at the end, I'm looking here at the end of March, it was that the Wizards and Porzingis were in serious talks for a contract extension. Yep. And that was it. Yep. Usually you hear that and then you hear like a day later, okay, it's done. Yeah. Does this change? I mean, I don't have to imagine, right? If somebody yeah. else is now calling the shots and I wonder if now Kristaps Porzingis becomes more attainable on the free agent market or if this is still, hey, Kristaps, we're still going to take care of you. We're just changing the, the, the person at the helm here. But we'll see how that goes because in my mind, I was thinking, okay, that was done. Looking back now, they never did announce yeah. anything official, just that it was in serious talks and it never crossed the finish line. Yep. I wonder if that thinking has now changed. I wonder if that was a, uh, hey, here's what we want to do for Porzingis. And Leontis was like, uh, I don't know that you're going to be the guy making the other decisions, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you make this one either. Because yeah. remember, we are still until further notice on any phasing in early on any of this new CBA stuff. Extensions are still all the current extension rules exist. And in Porzingis's case to sign an extension, he would have to decline or he doesn't have to decline. He either has to pick up or decline his player option for next season. Cause he has to make a decision on that. And normally what you would see is he would decline it, then sign the extension 
But in order to do that under the current CBA, the one we're in right now today, that that first year salary can't be less than the extension amount. Mm-hmm. So, so he's you know thirty six million and change. He'd be at thirty six million and change for first year salary. Then you can either you know descend it, decline it by eight percent per year, or you can go up or flat or however you want to do it from there. But that's where that is, and I wonder if that was a hey we're looking at a let's just you know ballpark at 150 million ish extension for Porzingis. And I wonder if Leonsis was like, eh, you know, and he might've gone direct to Porzingis's guys and said, Hey, we're probably still going to get there, but it's going to be under somebody else. Cause the guy who's running things right now won't, won't still be there. Yeah. Well, certainly a domino to keep an yeah. eye on here. Two, it, two it, more things with this, yeah. if, if we can, before we move on from mm-hmm. this topic. So because I'm nothing but a shameless self promoter, right again, Check out Spot Track. That's where I, you know, I'm over there with the Wizards preview just went up today. So it's up there um, with, with that. And then the other thing is the Bradley Beal factor is huge here because let's just take a moment to remind everybody not only is he owed $208 million for the next four seasons, so that takes this year out of the mix, four seasons, $208 million. If that's not staggering enough, Let's just remind everybody, Bradley Beal has the only full negotiated no-trade clause in the NBA. That's right. So even if you said, hey, Team X really, you know, let's just say the San Antonio Spurs are like, Bradley sure. Beal's the guy we're going to rebuild around. Bradley Beal can say, nah, I'm good. I'm staying here. You know, I don't want to go. I, that's not where I want to be. And And just so we're really clear on that, that's not a one time he can block a trade. He can block every single trade until he agrees Forever. to it. Now, if he gets traded somewhere, that no trade clause goes away. It no longer exists. But as long as he's on the Wizards, he could block every single trade opportunity all the way until the end of his contract, which is, again, four years more to, to run on that at $208 million. So good luck to whoever comes in next. You've got some stuff to, to work around. I, I, I'll step a little bit on my piece. I compared it to I watch way too much HGTV. Um, it's just, it's nice background noise. Like when you're doing other things sometimes yeah. it, it's great and, when you have family over cause yes. you're not, it, you can just throw that on and it, it's just bland yeah. and whatever. And, it, yeah. and no one's going to, it's not going to cause an argument, right? Exactly. On one, I'm like, Oh, that's a stupid decision or that's a dumb yeah. ball color or whatever. Um, well it's like the wizards are kind of like buying the worst house on the block and being like, all right, we're going to knock this wall out and make it an open concept. And then all of a sudden you find out that wall is load bearing and it can't go anywhere. Like that's yeah. kind of where you're starting here is it's like, all right, we're going to tear it all the way down. We're going to rebuild. We're going to open this whole thing up, except for Bradley Beal can block everything all the way through until you find a way to work around it. I've got, so I was mindlessly doing chores yesterday and this thought popped into my, you know how, when you're just, when you're kind of on autopilot, you yeah. know, you're taking out the trash, you're doing all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, of course, I was thinking about basketball. And this thought popped into my head, and I wanted to remind myself to ask you, and what you just said reminded me, um, if you could become the GM of any team that's not your team, so not not the Celtics, okay? And, and, say, and I would go same for me. You, I can become the GM of any team, not the Lakers. What team would you pick to become GM of right now? Yeah, it's interesting. Part of me wants to say Oklahoma City or Orlando. Mm-hmm. That was my first thought too. Was was OKC? It's definitely not the Wizards. <laughs> it's definitely not the Wizards. It's not the Wizards. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, now 
in fairness, there's only 30 of these jobs. So, exactly. you know, take Ted Leonsis. If you're a, uh, not keeping the best kept secret of front office show and you're out there watching and listening, uh, you know, look me up. My email's yes. in my bio on Twitter. And, you know, we, very we'll happy, happy to, to come, as is Trevor. We'll be happy yeah. to come, uh, you know, find a way to work around Bradley Beal's no trade clause. I, you know, it's funny though, because so that's where I instantly go, right? Like Oklahoma City, Orlando, uh-huh. good young nucleus, a lot of flexibility. They've got their draft pick situation pretty, pretty well established. Moving sustainability. Good. I, but then you look at it, and it's like, man, but how do you pick, yo, know, against like one of the better big markets? Because it's like they're gonna have the money, they're gonna spend, like, like, right? Like, I, I know this is like blasphemy to you if you said this, but like. Like, why wouldn't I want to be the GM of the Clippers where it's like, all right, even if you make a mistake, sure. we'll just spend our way out of it. Right. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll go go get it done and we'll, we'll reset or something like that. So that's, that's, that's a, it's a fun question. Cause it's not, it's one where it feels like the easy answer. And then you think about it a little bit more. It's like, yeah, that's probably not as easy an answer as what I thought. Well, and I think too, like, where are you going to have the longest leash? Yeah. Like the, yeah, so that if you, let's say you, you made a mistake in year mm-hmm. one or whatever, are you getting a year two or not? In some organizations, the answer is no, because they're, yeah. oh my God, we yeah. have to win right now. And if that doesn't yeah. happen, then then we need to completely clear the decks and, and all this. So that's the other thing that, that you look at too, is how how long are you going to be in the job? Um, but it's interesting to, to think about what team has the best, yeah. what is the best, if every job suddenly became open, what would be the best landing spot for whoever the top GM is out there? It's very funny. As I play, well, when I used to have time to play video games, and it was usually sports video games, if I was playing Madden or MLB The Show, I didn't play a lot of 2K because the roster stuff super frustrates me, and I hate when the computer makes ignorant <laughs> I can, I can that see that happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it just makes me so mad. So in Madden or MLB The Show, I never, like, start a franchise with, like, the Patriots at the height of their dynasty or, right. like, you know, that the Yankees or the Dodgers, it's always like, let me pick the bottom team and like try to build them up uh, through that. So, you know, which kind of reminds me, man, I miss playing video games sometimes. I just don't have the time anymore. I know. I know. We saw the Mario movie and my daughter was asking about video games a little bit and stuff like that. And I was trying to explain and I'm like, I go, but honestly, I don't even know what the like what the best console is out there anymore. Or any of that. Her, her like, I age, I think it's the, the Switch. Uh, is we, it the we, Switch? Yeah, I think so. We, we, Bell and I like plowed through the during the pandemic when we were all just home all the time. We plowed through the Lego games. Oh, yeah. Like the Lego Harry Potter and the Lego Marvel games. And th- those are a lot of fun. Like those are really, really fun to play. And like she was still very, you know, what gosh, that was three years ago now. So she was you know, 10 and it was very like pick up and play. And, and then there was stuff where I'm like, I don't know how we're going to beat this. And she'd be like, it's like this. And like, she'd, she'd do it. And then I'd feel like old and I'd be like, okay, like, cool. oh, that's where I'm, I'm washed. I'm, I'm done. I'm like, play your Lego <laughs> games. Well, speaking of old, let's talk a little bit about okay. Dylan Brooks. So uh, Dylan Brooks, had some comments on LeBron. The Grizzlies came roaring back against my Lakers last night. Had a feeling that may happen. The Lakers were as as much as much as you say, can't play down, have to show up, match the energy, all that. And as much as you repeat it over and over and over, it just seems to never fail that you just tend to have one of those no show performances when you look across the way and you don't see the other team star out there. Um, afterwards, Dylan Brooks had some comments on LeBron. 
um, and essentially said, look at me. Uh, but this is what, what he said. Dylan Brooks said, I don't care. He's old. You know what I mean? I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He's talking about you know trash talking and all that. Uh, he wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. He should have been saying it er that earlier on, but I poke bears. I don't respect no one until they come and give me four. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. That's that's Dylan Brooks on LeBron James saying he pokes bears. I've got some thoughts on that, a couple of things, but I'm curious from your outside perspective Dylan Brooks saying this stuff about LeBron now after the game your thoughts history has told me that LeBron's going to be the one poking the bears and it's going to be grizzly bears in the next game and it's probably not going to go well for Dylan Brooks like I I remember the Celtics basically going in and saying like this heat team never became what it was supposed to be and we're shutting this down right now and then LeBron, game six in Boston, without changing facial expressions, didn't smile, didn't glare, not that he was just completely stone-faced the entire game. I'm pretty certain never broke a sweat. Absolutely destroyed them. And just don't. It's just a bad idea. Like, I just – that's the basketball side of it. Like, just don't. And I get trash talk and all that other stuff, but, like, the whole, like, don't, like, you know, he, he's old. Yeah, no kidding right? Shocker, right? Yeah, we all know he's old, but you know what? He's still good. He's still really, really good. And I just, I, I, it's, it's just, 
I don't know. History tells me this is not going to go any way that Dylan Brooks and, and we might have Dylan Brooks after get, well, it'll be game three saying, well, I guess I respect him now. Cause he dropped 40 on me. <laughs> like that's maybe the way this goes. Well, it, I, there's a couple of things here. So when I look at, at these, these comments for one and editor extraordinaire, Daniel Stark and for LakersNation.com threw this out said, well, he's trying to bait LeBron and taking a lot of shots that he shouldn't. I don't think LeBron's going to fall for yeah. any of that. I don't think LeBron particularly cares what Dylan Brooks thinks about him or whether or not he has to prove himself to Dylan Brooks. You know, look, like the, the Marvel movie, Captain Marvel, right? Which a lot of people didn't like. I thought it was just fine. Actually, it's not, not near the bottom of my list or anything, but a lot of people don't like it, but whatever. The end of that movie, she's all powered up and everything. And Jude Law's character is saying, power down and prove to me that you can beat me hand to hand and all that. And then she just blasts him into, into oblivion. And she's like, I don't have to prove anything to you. That's LeBron, right? Like he doesn't have to prove anything to the Dylan Brookses of, of the world. Um, on top of that, when I look at this comment, I think it's an interesting comment about a guy dropping 40, uh, needed to drop 40 on Dylan Brooks. I really think in this series, the Lakers' best defense is Dylan Brooks' offense. Like the Lakers are damaged by Dylan Brooks getting into foul trouble and going out. The Lakers should be arguing against fouls being called on Dylan Brooks to keep him in the game because his wayward <laughs> shooting is a big part of the Lakers' defensive game plan, and sure. they become a better offensive team when Dylan Brooks is off the floor. Oh, he's a good defensive player. There's no, no question. Sure. But that's the guy that's talking where Lakers fans are upset when he, when he gets put on the bench, when he gets in foul trouble. We're saying, no, 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 no. Don't put the foul on him. Put it on somebody else. Uh, that's I think it's funny that that's the guy that, that's doing the talking again. The Lakers' best defense is Dylan Brooks' offense, and yet here we are where he's the one calling out LeBron James. We'll see if LeBron has anything extra for him. I'd have to imagine, though, LeBron doesn't care and probably would be, as long as the Lakers win game three, that's all he cares about. If LeBron oh, puts up sure. 20 and 10, he's just as happy as if he puts up 45 and proves Dylan Brooks wrong. As long as the end result is a win, I don't think he cares. Yeah, I, I look at it as... LeBron is unhappy if he scores 50 and they lose. Yeah. He's happy if he scores 10 and they win, but he'll be really happy if he scores 50 and they win. Yeah. Like and, and it's he can still make that happen, right? So that's that's where you know I look at this. And it's funny with Dylan Brooks, because part of what you have to live through when you play a guy like him in a series is probably if this goes seven games, like I think we both thought it might, if it goes seven games. Dylan Brooks is going to have an awesome offensive game because that's what guys like Dylan Brooks what, do. They have yeah, they'll have one a game. out of every six or seven games are great, you know, and he'll have a game where he hits, you know, eight of nine three pointers or something, and he's you know chirping all over everybody. And it'll probably be because of that when he plays like that, Memphis tends to win. But yeah, it's it's funny. I I think with some of these guys, you have. You need players like this that have that confidence and they're going to talk and they're going to lift everybody. But it's, you go, you can also go way too far with it too, mm -hmm. where it's just, I mean, like you said, I poke bears. Well, probably that's not the bear I would poke. Like, go talk trash to Troy Brown Jr. or something. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, no disrespect meant to Troy Brown Jr., but like, yeah, if he comes out with like the mindset of, I'm going to beat you now and I'm going to take 25 shots in game three please right it's almost the inverse oh, yeah. of what you said right so you know but lebron yeah that's not i don't know that's just not the guy i want to talk to i just i feel like that's going to go very very poorly uh, agreed just agreed and now we have to wait till saturday to see what ultimately happens yeah there um 
All right, let's let's move on and let's talk a little bit about the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the Warriors are not thrilled with Draymond Green's suspension. By the way, that whole comment of I poke bears, like bears will tear you to pieces. There's a reason why they're that saying exists. Saying I don't think it's you should be proud of saying I poke bears, but in any event, you ever wonder? Like I I like to wonder where it's sayings like that came yes. from. Yeah. And I always wonder, is it like, like, is it a, uh, like, did someone like back in olden days, like go up to a hibernating bear and like poke it? And it was like, Hey, remember when, you know, like, like, you know, Jerry poked that bear and that bear ripped his face <laughs> to shreds and ate him. Like, that's why we say don't, don't poke bears. Like, I, I love that you go olden days and it's an, and his name is Jerry. Yeah. I couldn't, th- I was struggling <laughs> to think of like an olden days name that wasn't going to make me sound like a complete like idiot. So I don't know. I went with Jerry. <laughs> I like that's it. why there were, maybe that's why there were no Jerry's in olden maybe days. Cause it. they were all poking bears and getting eaten <laughs> by bears. The that's night, it. sir. Jerry. Yep. Poke the bear. Yep. Uh, Anyway, back back on topic. (laughs) This one way off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) The Warriors, uh, they're upset that Draymond Green got suspended. They're mad at the NBA for it. You and I both said we thought it was justified. Uh, But the Warriors feel like Domitas Sabonis is getting away with some things in the post uh, that, uh, that, that would necessitate a reaction. And that because he's getting away with that stuff, that's what created the reaction from Draymond Green. So they're upset with the NBA for that. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I don't, I'll be honest, I haven't been watching every post possession to where I can say with certainty that Sabonis hasn't been getting. I'm sure Warriors fans could could tell me more about that. Uh, maybe I'll talk to uh, Light Years Pod, who's, who's on network with us with Blue Wire, um, and get their take on it. But I haven't specifically seen Sabonis getting away with murder in the post or anything like that. Maybe it is happening. I haven't specifically been looking for it. But that's the Warriors stance. They're upset. They feel like this is unfair that the NBA should not have suspended Draymond Green. I mean, they. I guess they should feel that way, but I just haven't, like, he he stomped on a dude's chest like even even if Sabonis is getting away with pushing a little bit in the post that doesn't make it okay to to go stone cold Steve Austin on somebody I think this is Steve Kerr dipping into one of his coaching mentors uh Phil Jackson of Mm -hmm. let's do a little bit of pregame through the media right let's start we're gonna put it there Sabonis has been since since he came into the league he has been a He's an, what I like to call an elbows high rebounder. So he comes down, elbows high, and he's not 
you know, afraid to, to swing them a little bit. And a lot of guys will do that because they know no one's one, it gets guys off you. Right. And two, you're rarely going to get called for Cause it's why you know, if you're the defender, what he's sticking your face in there for anyway. So my guess is they're, they probably are legitimately upset about green getting suspended and they probably think Sabonis deserved more than what he got. But my guess, this is, Hey, we're not changing any of those things, but now we're going to put it in the referees minds of, Hey, just be on the lookout. He's doing a lot of push and grab and throwing mm-hmm. elbows and doing stuff. I bet you tonight, I bet you as long as they go at him, Sabonis is in foul trouble in the first quarter tonight. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me at all, especially at home. Uh, they've got they've got the home court. By the way, Keith, we need we need to mention this too. NBA, what are you doing to us? Yeah, Go- Sacramento Golden State tips off thirty minutes before Suns Clippers tonight. Yeah, like I get it. Not good I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put both games on. I'm gonna I'll put one on my laptop, one on my TV, or something like that. But that's brutal. That's yeah. brutal to put both to have those games overlap like that. Both of those games could be, I think, I would assume big draws for the NBA. If anything, those are two games that you so. would want to space out so sure. that you can maximize the the eyeballs on each one of them. And unfortunately, they're going to cannibalize each other to some degree. Yeah, it's that that it's definitely going to be be tough for sure. It's like too yeah too serious. Especially, I mean, Warriors Kings is now now everybody's interested, right? So yeah. that's going to be like a thing, and then. Yeah, and then we'll see from from there. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of it either. With no. that, now the good news is at least you know in that late window here for me on the East Coast, hopefully at least one of those games is good because nothing kind of well. True, it's weird. I used to say nothing sucks more than when the late game stinks in a playoffs, but now, now you just go to sleep. Bowl, I just go to bed. Yeah, I'm like I'm just gonna call it a night and go to bed. <laughs> and every once in a while you miss something crazy and then watch it in the morning but yeah so maybe it doesn't stick man maybe maybe i don't know again i'm old i'm, I'm old and watched and then every once in a while you say you're going to go to bed and then kevin durant gets traded at 1 30 in the morning <laughs> you just, you just and then know. you're doing a live show until that was, that was a, a landmark there. day in the in the front office show yeah yeah well and ho- i'm hoping we have some crazy offseason stuff and we'll that's right another one yeah that's right uh mike brown officially wins coach of the year in fact the first unanimous coach of the year yeah. ever and and look i i tend to say this about coach of the year award it usually goes to whatever coach's team exceeds expectations the most that tends to be the the, the qualifier it is you have to be on a team be coaching a team that exceeds expectations whatever those expectations were going into the season and the kings did that and then some They've played great basketball. They've taken things to another level. They've been a lot of fun to watch. And I think this is very much deserved. I, I have no issues with this whatsoever. I'm not a su- not surprised that Mike Brown got it. And I think this is the correct decision 100%. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add because I'm with you. He didn't just squeak the Kings into the playoffs, no. which that probably alone would have been enough. I mean, they were confidently in the playoffs. And they're guess comfortably in the playoffs is a better way to put that. And, yeah, I that well-deserved, well-earned, you know. All right, last thing, just a little bit of a, um, I don't know, yeah, uh, NBA calendar thing here. Yeah. Sunday is the deadline for early entries to declare for the NBA draft. Like, we already have a pretty good sense of, you know, the top guys and everything that mm-hmm. are that are in the NBA draft. But 
but this is an opportunity for other players to to kind of get into the draft, get their name in. They'll have opportunities to withdraw should they decide. Should they go through part of the process and say, you know what? Well, this isn't really working out or we don't have the draft stock that we think that we're going to have. You can go ahead and, and, and still withdraw from the draft. But this is the deadline to to go ahead and declare. Yeah, and we will probably land somewhere in the range of, let's just call it, you know, 200-ish players probably. Yeah. Um, that is generally you know, where where we land fully is, you know, 200, maybe even more. Might might end up closer to 300 because what happens is guys are now kind of incented to declare and then kind of go through the first stages of the process, see where they're at, and then pop back out into college and then international players, they are under the same deadline. So this deadline is the same for everybody. Sunday, 1159 PM Eastern is the last date they can declare for early entry uh, into, to the NBA draft. Then, then it gets, then it diverges from there. So then after that on May, and I looked this up and should have wrote it down, Trevor, and I did not. Um, what did, what did I tell you? Do you remember? It was May. Um, May. I thought it was the end of May. May 31st. That was yep, what it was. You're right on it. May 31st for NCAA players. So college players only. That is their deadline to withdraw from the draft. Uh, so that's about roughly four weeks, about, well, roughly three weeks ahead of the NBA draft. And then 10 days ahead on June. 12th at 5 p.m. Eastern is the final withdrawal date for everybody. So we're we're kind of working on three different dates right now. So we've got that May, May 23rd or rather April 23rd uh, this Sunday, 11:59 Eastern. We'll we'll have at least the first picture of everybody who may be in this uh, year's NBA draft class. And remember, we're still in weird spots where some seniors still have mm-hmm. to declare because they've got extra years because of the COVID stuff yeah. and all that. So we're, we're still seeing some guys where it's like, I thought that guy was a senior. He is, but he probably still has extra eligibility and that's why he's declaring. But yeah, the draft draft is starting to come a little bit more into focus here. And obviously that'll continue over the next two months ahead of the draft. That's right. That's right. Before we know it, it's going to be, it's going to be draft day. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be, I, I'm going to be having my yearly tradition of watching the movie draft, even though it's football based <laughs> and, uh, and we'll have a good time throwing in quotes from that show and everything and all that tons to talk about there, but we've got the playoffs right now. So we'll continue to focus there. We will have some draft coverage and stuff, some content coming out. Uh, Sean Davis will be doing some stuff for us, but, uh, again, all the more reason to subscribe to the NBA front office YouTube channel. Again, making that push for 25,000 subscribers. Don't forget to turn on notifications as well. Why do you need to turn on notifications? What's tomorrow, baby? Tomorrow? It's front office Friday. That's right. Get notified when we go live for front office Friday. Going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully you can join us and we'll talk some hoops live with you. Till then, everybody. See ya and stay safe. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.